Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets Action Network's NBA Daily Betting Podcast. It's Thursday, so I'm your host, Sean Little, kicking it with my guy, Joe D. Joe Dallaire. JD, what's going on? Dude, we're chilling, man. Just, uh, you know, I got engaged, so we're doing all the wedding stuff. Yeah, so it's been, it's been, it's been busy, congrats. man. It's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've heard the stories. I don't know personally, but I've heard the stories. I heard it does get pretty busy congratulations man when <laughs> Thanks, y'all go buddy. go tweet out congrats to jd on the twitter streets when you listen to the pod but we got an interesting slate coming up here on a thursday for the nba we got a tilt in paris bulls we'll talk about that jd's got yeah. some got some thoughts on that matchup interesting slate you know the routine i'm gonna give my best bet jd will give his we'll break it down and then we'll let you guys go jd what are you looking at for the thursday nba slate so I'm looking at the Bulls minus six. Uh, I think it's I think it's starting to move already. Like we're seeing some sevens pop in the market. Uh, I think you're all right at like seven, even seven and a half. Honestly, look, this this is like the Bulls and the Pistons only game this week. We're not really sure if Duran is gonna even be able to go. Like, did he find his passport yet? I don't know, but. <laughs> But like, look, the Bulls, like you've got all these old heads. You know how stoked they are to play one game this week? (laughs) They're going to ball out. Like, I think they're going to feel rested. I think they're going to be healthy. Like they're going to be, this is a spot where you have these guys that are, they've done international travel playing in the Olympics or on the, like on the men's team playing in Euro league. Like they're, they're all like older vets, honestly. And I think that they're going to really appreciate not only the time off, but how to manage that type of trip that type of, you know, uh, that type of environment, being an unfamiliar market and really like being able to enjoy being in another country while also preparing for this game. Whereas, you know, the Pistons, you got a lot of young guys like on that team. Like maybe, I think they got some guys that aren't even 21. So maybe they can drink in Europe a little bit. Like, legally. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, who I, I just think it's a great spot for the Bulls, uh, especially because when you look at this Pistons team, like they're not good defensively. They're very poor defensively and like kind of across the board. 
And this is a spot where I think Levine and DeRozan are just going to cut them up, just absolutely cut them up. Uh, and they're going to be much more prepared for this type of game. So I, I like them at the minus six up, up to like minus seven and a half. And even when we're looking at the prop market, you've got Levine. He said at 25 and a half, he's gone over that number in seven of his last 10 games. And he dropped 43 on Detroit earlier in the season. So like this is, in my opinion, a primetime spot for the Bulls. And I think that both DeRozan and Levine are going to go. I think they're going to honestly just shred this Bulls or this Pistons defense in the spot. Yeah, I think it's interesting the angle of uh, a more veteran related squad, a little more mature going over and handling the extra media, the different the different space being in a completely different country. And yeah, this will be a lot of the guys on the Pistons first time being out of the country, I believe. Yeah. So, so. It, it's a it's a really interesting spot there with a young group being in that type of dynamic. So I think that is why that number is creeping up to yeah. a different to a to a to a little higher number. If you could still get a six or a six and a half. That's great. Yeah. Cause yeah. once you hit that seven number, you start seeing fouls. Like it starts getting or like teams stop fouling. So it's a little, it's a little wonky there. But if you get that six. Uh, I think that you're in you're in great shape for this spot. But like I said, I like it still up to like seven and a half. Yeah. And I wonder what the crowd's going to be like. You know, the Bulls got the global brand out there. They're a little more popular than the Pistons, I would say. Yeah, so for sure. So the the crowd, the crowd aspect could be interesting. It could be pro Bulls out there in uh, in France. So stay tuned on that. OK, yeah. Now, coming in as we record this Wednesday night, it's a. There's no prop markets out as we record this. There, there's still a few games and totals that aren't out. Yeah. And the 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 game I landed on that I was really digging in on that I found really interesting just because of the the state of the teams, the 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 rest factor is Toronto at Minnesota. Yeah. There's a couple question marks here on Minnesota. Who's gonna play? They're in Denver tonight. And we were talking about this off air before we hopped on that teams are essentially avoiding and resting guys in Denver. Can't blame them. To play there, <laughs> Denver and Memphis are the best two teams at home in the NBA. How about we just rest our guys? We were probably going to lose anyway. Yeah, like you're just getting cooked, and that altitude's tough to play at. Like that's like a really tough travel spot for a lot of teams. I mean, you're going to be tired going in there. It's like, and it looks like the Wolves. Rudy Gobert's out uh, yesterday um, or like Wednesday night, and we're not sure about Ant yet, but that spot, like it's divisional, so it matters, but also like they're not catching the Nuggets. So like the, why why bother? Like why are you going to try to run, run your guys on the front end of a back-to-back against this Nuggets squad that you probably don't really have a good chance to win the game, especially without Gobert? Yeah. Um, granted like Joker cooks go bear, but that's not really the point. So, but yeah. it's like, but it's an interesting rest thing. And I wrote about this actually in my props forecast about like, when we look at these back to backs, when like us as fans, right? Like we're thinking like, yo, like they're going to play their best guys. Like let's say tomorrow night or tonight, rather like the, um, the Celtics and the Warriors play. And you look at that game, you're like, yo, like it's a, it's a, it's a finals rematch. They're going to play their best guys. Like they want to show out, like they want to make a statement. Teams don't look at it like that. They're just like this game, we have a coin toss probability to win. It's 50%. If we play all of our best guys, or do we rest a couple guys and then come back on like Saturday, everybody's real rested and we're playing like the Hornets or something. And we're just going to destroy them. 
Like, and we, ha- we have like a 90% probability. Whereas if maybe we play everybody against the Celtics, maybe you lose, but you still want to rest your guys on maybe like the day after or the game yeah. after that, then it's like, okay, but now your win probability went from 90% to like 60%. And like, sure, you're still favored. You should still win. But like, why are you going to give up that win when at the end of the day, unless it's a tiebreaker or something, you're not really worried about that individual matchup. Like, it doesn't matter if your adjusted metrics are like good besides for the fact like that we, the way we analyze it. So definitely an interesting spot there. Yeah, it's an interesting spot. You want to pick when you're going to rest your guys. And it seems like that's a good, good spot to do it out in Denver. That's what people have been doing as of late as Denver continues to roll. Now, my initial lean is the Timberwolves. First half. They both teams are on three games in four nights. Now, Toronto's been on the road for all three. This is going to be their fourth yeah. road game in the last, I believe, week or so, roughly. And they're going to be in Minnesota, who is a team that has a lot of issues, but they play their best basketball in Minnesota. Now, with with um Toronto playing three and four, So is Minnesota, but they've been at home. And this is going to be Toronto on the road in a spot where they only play seven guys. (laughs) And they just went to overtime in their last game with Milwaukee. Had a a crazy – Drew Holiday went ballistic and they ended up taking the L. But they they played a hard physical game against Milwaukee. Played a lot of minutes. The number's not out yet as we record this for Minnesota. So I can't give you an official play. But stay look, stay on the lookout on the Action Network app. I'll be loading a play up there. My lean is going to be Minnesota the first half. Should be around plus one and a half or so. Right now, you can get full game Minnesota plus three. I, I, I believe the first half line will be right around one and a half. If I can get a two, that'd be amazing. But I think yeah. it's going to be around one, one and a half. And I'm going to look to play that. That's my, my lean for this Thursday slate, which is really, really interesting. Dude, I now, love that bet. Yeah, you want to? Yeah, anything you got to say on that? I just think it's a. I think it's a good spot. Now, there's a lot of question yeah. marks with is Gobert going to play? That's going to be a. That's going to be a big question mark that I need to that I need answered before I I, I put some money behind Minnesota. Also, yeah. there there's just there's a Austin Rivers is day to day. There's they if a lot of these guys don't play, then it starts to get to a question. Well, do they have enough firepower to keep up with Toronto? Even though they're only yeah. playing seven guys, they got I mean, a lot of buckets over there. Gary Trent. We know about Siaka, who's been playing extremely well. And Walker Kessler, when Rudy Gobert wasn't on the floor, just gave Minnesota 20 and 20. So yeah. they, the 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 Gobert needs to be answered. And then, of course, Ant Edwards is a big is a big day-to-day yeah. right now as we record this as well. If both of those guys go, I'm 100% going to be on Minnesota in the first half. Yeah, and I mean, I think honestly from a situational spot too, like Toronto's playing five games this week, and they're going home after this game. It's a getaway game. So it's like situationally, they might be a little checked out. Like these guys, they, like you said, they play these heavy minutes and then they got a big game. Come, they have a back-to-back Saturday, Sunday at home against the Celtics and the Knicks. So this is another spot too. Like, you know, Nurse doesn't really rest his guys too much, but like maybe you see that here, like just try to get these guys like a little bit of extra time or maybe they rest one of these days on the weekend, but it's a getaway game. And, you know, it's I think it's tough. It's tough to stay focused in that type of spot. Yeah, no doubt. The the Toronto Raptors are on the road. They've been on the road for a minute. Their road record six and fourteen. Six and fourteen. That's yeah. yeah there you go. They're yeah. they're brutal on the road versus um a team in Minnesota that's a lot better at home. 
Keep an eye out on the the injury report. That'll be my official play. Once that comes out, I'm looking at Minnesota in the first half to take care of business. Now, 100%. The, the, rest of, the rest of this slate is interesting. We have Philly in Portland to take on the Trailblazers. How do you feel about that game? Because as I, I've said this the last week now on every microphone I've got in front of that everyone likes to kill James Harden when he's not playing well. And then when he's playing well, you don't hear a peep about it. And the Sixers have been playing really good basketball. Yeah. And there's question marks about like what what could happen with Dame, but there's not really a deal out there that would. Dude, Dame's never going would, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that, that's always that is that is the feeling, right? But yeah. talk to me about that matchup. Tell me how you feel about it. So when I look at that game, one of the things too, Philly's actually been good on the road. They're 11 and nine on the road. And that's despite missing a lot of guys throughout the course of the season. Philly, I think is like a wagon. Like I think Philly is a top five team in the league. And I don't have Portland like anywhere close to that. Like Portland has their flashes um, and their offense is just like fun, but Philly is fundamentally better as a team like overall like philly is number seven in adjusted net rating with top 10 ratings in offense and defense portland's 11 but their defense kind of struggles and one of the things i was surprised about because i like looking at matchup data especially with bigs nurk and Embiid. the last time they played against each other was in 2020 yeah. and the matchup before then was 2017 i was like flabbergasted because the 2020 matchup doesn't even count and played six minutes like it, it's it's crazy. Like because I, I was looking at this, I was like, oh, this is a good spot to maybe back Embiid or Nurk. Like see like wh- how these matchups go. But I I still am probably gonna play some Embiid points here. I think that this is the type of matchup where he can just like bully Nurk. Like Nurk is good. He's big. He's he's a good rebounder. Uh, so I might fade the rebounds, but it's definitely a spot where I'm like I'm looking for Embiid for points. He can try to take Nurk like out of the paint. Um, and really kind of cook them maybe in that mid, a little bit in mid range. He can, he can shoot a three if he wants to, too. Like it's not incapable of doing so. So I like Philly in this spot. And I think the number is honestly a little short at the two. I think you're getting the like, it, it just the home court advantage that Portland has. But I might, instead of laying the two, I think I might just look at the money line because you're probably getting around minus 130, which in it could still be a close game. But I think honestly, the Philly outclasses Portland in this spot. Yeah, you would think so, right? They're just yeah. overall, they're overall solid on the road. They're, they're above 500 on the road. They take care of business in Philly and they've just been playing really, really well. They only have four yeah. losses. If you go back to December 19th, they have four losses since then. They've been cruising. They've been playing really cohesive basketball with, with James running the show. And yeah. it's almost like they found, we were worried, like Embiid was getting in shape six weeks ago, right? Yeah, he's back in shape. He was worried about an injury. He's back rolling now. Max, he's now coming off the bench a little bit. He's back rolling, and James is playing really well. So yeah, yeah, I I really like the spot. The the Trailblazers are always interesting because they're like now they're like they went from an all offensive squad for from a few years yeah. ago to now they like kind of middling in the middle on both offense and defense. It's just Dame. Yeah. yeah, and then Dame, Dame score forty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Dame's averaging like twenty nine and a half a night. So, yeah, that's an interesting squad. Now, we don't have a number on net Suns. Chris Paul popped as, like, questionable. So, I think that's interesting. Do you, yeah, that's a, do you think mess, he's – man. Dude, dude like, I, he's minus 3.6 on-off differential this season. Yeah. 
it's, like, it's just what a is mess. that? We yeah. were talking uh, about today on the betting exchange on my show for MSG about are they going to make the plan right now? Minus one Oh five to be in that seven to 10 range feels like a good yeah. bet because I don't really, I don't, I, I see them, I guess, hanging around. I keep saying that, but they've, they're, they're one in nine in their last 10, but yeah, when book comes back, they could, they could hang in there and kind of float around that seven to 10. But I mean, I don't see them being top six. It's almost like no, you see no. them being, it's like betting against them being 11. And that seems so, like a stretch too. So as a yeah, future, like, I do like that at minus one hundred five for them to play in the plan. Yeah, I like that for them to play in the plan. I think that's it's tough for them to fall out of the play in. But I mean, they're like they're not in there now. Um, and it's like you have to look at this, and it's like, who, who, I guess like who do you, who are they bumping? Like because they're behind the thunder right now. Yeah, thunder, thunder rolling, covering machine. My thing is with the Suns, um, like there's so much locker room there's so many locker room issues. It feels like like surrounding like Aiton, like the coach and like everything. It's like, do they take this opportunity? Like they're 21, 24. I don't know what, how bad Booker's injury really is. Like they're saying he's going to get reevaluated in two weeks. So who knows what that means? Do you just like look at this and say like, look, like we're not like that far out of like being like, like having decent chances with the ping pong balls. Do we shut Booker down for the year? Trade Chris Paul, trade Aiton and just be like, yo, like, let's just wrap it. Like, let's just re like reset. Can they, I don't think they can move Aiden already after just, after just filling that deal. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's an interesting spot. Like, do they, when do they blow it up or not? And yeah. Like, I don't think they should try to get better. Like, honestly, because how many more taking Chris, Chris Paul Paul's have? deal? Yeah. I mean, how, but how good do you think Chris Paul is? Like anymore, like like. But who's taking his deal? That's the thing. Like that dollar figure is what thirty five million. Probably like a team like the Clippers. Like imagine sending him back. Honestly, <laughs> like they're looking for a point guard. Like I mean, it's just like you got to swallow it if you're the Suns. Just be like, yo, like I don't like I don't think that what they have going on is good enough anymore because you we've seen them just get fucking cooked by these teams that are like figuring it out. It's like you can only shoot so many twos. Like it, it's hard to win. When you're not shooting the three ball, they don't have Jay Crowder. Like they have a lot of pieces to move, but like, I don't see them getting, like, I don't know what they do to make that team a, like a title winner right now. Um, yeah. Especially cause like their path is going to be brutal. Like you said, like, how are they going to get into the top six in the West? Um, I know it's like all like really tight, but if they're in the play in, then you're going to have to go, what you go play the nuggets or the Grizzlies or something like that. Uh, like right away, like that's that's a brutal, brutal path. Yeah, um, and tough. let alone the teams in the play-in, like you just get bounced. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's there's a lot of teams that are right in the middle in the NBA. Yeah, like th that can either that can go one direction or another. That actually have some pieces people want. All right, before yeah. we get out of here, give me your thoughts on Warriors at Boston to play the Celtics right now. Boston minus five, minus five and a half, depending on where you're looking. Warriors. Coming off a couple of days off, did the did the White House trip? Any yeah. any any lean there, dude? Boston's been hot again. Remember when they had a little slump in December? It's yeah. like it's like you it doesn't even matter anymore. I I hate to lay these five points though uh, without Jalen Brown. Um, I think it's it might be one of those games that I just kind of watch and just enjoy as a fan. Yeah. But I probably will bet if they put Jordan Poole turnovers at two and a half, I'm betting that over. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. I just love betting again, like betting on him to turn the ball over. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he turns the ball over a lot. Like, and I mean, if 
if uh, like they're going to be missing a couple guys, the Warriors. So, it, you know, he should have the ball in his hands a little bit more. So I, I kind of like that, that prop, but I'm probably just going to enjoy that game. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, the Warriors coming up a couple of days off. It's TNT, 7.30 Eastern. It's going to be a very, very watched game. Uh, yeah. I, the Warriors are going to come in there and show up. I, I have no doubts about that. I could see them them going toe-to-toe and potentially getting a W in Boston. So yeah. that is a game I would just stay away from and watch. The As far as interesting as this slate is, we got to get we got Bulls, Pistons, and Paris, Warriors, Celtics um, on TNT the, in, in the primetime slot. Then we have Raptors and T-Wolves where they're both playing three and four. Raptors continue to underperform our six and 14 on the road. So it's an interesting, interesting slate. And then we have the Nets and Suns, who doesn't have a number because we got Chris Paul out. And then the Sixers Trailblazers. Now, this should be a spot where the 76ers get a W and cover the number, but we've seen Portland hang tough as well. Yeah. So stay tuned on this Thursday NBA slate, a very fun one. To recap, JD Joe Delera is on the Bulls at minus six, six and a half, likes yeah. it up to seven and a half. Is that yep. is, that's that's right? Yeah. And then Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, I I try to get a six and a half. How about that? Yeah, that, line shop it. Line yeah, shop yeah, line, it. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get the best number. And then I'm looking at Minnesota first half with both teams being playing three and four. That offensive efficiency is going to be lower. Toronto, their starters have been playing a ton of minutes. Yeah. But the key here is who's going to play for Minnesota. If Gobert and Ant go for sure, I'm on Minnesota first half. Keep an eye on that, and you could lock it in. For JD, I'm Sean Little. This is Buckets. Action Network's NBA Daily Betting Podcast presented by FanDuel. Come hang out with us on the daily. Until next time, get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.